gentlemen, <laughs> all across the land. Tonight we do actually have an episode, but we're recording episode 11. And we have that uh, nasty little dresser, that douche lingerie. Yo, Mary, Mary, hello. That uh, hot little number that really can burn you, Lord of the Flame. Yo, 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 Merry Christmas, ladies. And that guy you want to watch his palms, Lord Harry of Palm. Hello, hello. And, of course, myself, Sir Punzalot. Fortunately, those other fellows couldn't make it tonight. Uh, they're just busy, busy, busy. But, those uh, Grinches. I agree, I agree. Brad <clears throat> bastards. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are y'all tonight? Well... Well, well, Goodly. that could be that well could be well so. as in well or well. <laughs> very good, very good. So uh, we were going to try and discuss the season. We did discuss a bit about the Christian different religions around Christmas, and we thought tonight it would be more around the season, just because it is so close to Christmas and everybody's up to their eyeballs and probably. Buying me gifts. I can hardly wait to you send them to me. You all have my addresses now, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we'll, actually, we'll I don't. We'll, we'll be getting that to you shortly here. <laughs> um, and we'll try and, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll go where it goes. I mean, there's, there's, there's kind of a lot of cool questions. I found a site. It's not like I'm making these up. And I'll just, there's general questions. There's decoration questions, Christmas gifts, food, mythical Christmas characters, Controversies that might be pretty cool too, right? But that might get back into what we were talking about the last in episode ten. But uh, I mean, we'll start it off with some general questions, Um, and this is pretty general. Do you like Christmas? Why or why not? I like the concept of Christmas. I like the debauchery. The uh, you know, staying warm and cozy and slightly toasted uh, for two weeks out of the year. But the whole idea behind Christmas, modern Christmas, is just, it annoys me now as I've gotten older. It's just so commercialized, as we said in a previous issue of this show. But it just gets under my skin now. Yeah, and I think we, you know, these are things we didn't touch about last time. And that's why I thought this, these conversations would be cool. Is, you know, before it wasn't so, you know, religion is one thing, but it was more about how the family came together. And you, you made a lot of your decorations. I remember way back when when we would actually string popcorn, and and one year we even dyed the popcorn's different color, and then you would string that popcorn around your tree. I mean, people would die if they probably saw that on a tree today. When you weren't, think. weren't you worried about the candles from the, or the gas lights <laughs> catching, the, well, catching it on fire? Well, yes, yes, we were. <laughs> that wasn't that long ago, douche. <laughs> but, you know, like uh, just building the snow forts and doing things, you, you just don't see people doing anything other than can, how can I pay for it? Can someone else do it and how much? Yep. Right? Like even putting up Christmas lights now. Mm-hmm. People are paying for you know that's a big business. Sure is. Mm-hmm. One I wish I was in. So what? Gets, Very lucrative. You know, that, those are the things that made Christmas or got you into Christmas is all this 
family activity you did together brought the family closer and also i think just taught you taught you value around doing things on your own you know i i yeah. i kind of missed those kind of kind of years i mean my kids you can't find them today when i'm doing the christmas lights whew. well when i'm doing anything they disappear as soon as i say well i'm going to where'd they go like you said, Paul, we've made that choice. Well, how how can I get it done efficiently? I don't care what it costs, yeah. but I don't want this to take up my time. And we've all made that choice. Yeah. And we can still make the choice to not do that. I remember it was a yearly tradition for all of us. It was the old Scrooge that came on, the old black and white Scrooge. Mm. My dad would always mark it. Because it was no, there was no cable then, or my dad never had cable even when it came in. But he would, you know, you got the TV guide, you'd mark in the TV guide, and we'd all, all of us, sit around and watch that year after year after year. You never got tired of it. And it the was, CBC would show up without commercials. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was awesome. You know, those are the the things that I don't know. How often, as a family, do you get together to do something that's traditional like that? And that's what I, to me, that's what Christmas came around about. Clint, you're pretty quiet. Yeah. Sorry, I was just listening to everybody. <laughs> you were doing something else, be honest. Yeah. Come on, pull your pants up. Let's go. Get off of Pornhub, okay? <laughs> I couldn't help it. I had uh, someone under the mistletoe. Oh. So the date went well, did it? Oh, it did. Very it good. did. Very Actually, good. very well. Excellent. Um, you know, uh, actually, uh, unlike Sir Dave, I was able to get a few more words in edgewise. <laughs> but, no, it was, it's great. We've been talking. Um, actually, she's going to be away for a couple of weeks just, you know, with um, family and stuff. But, uh, no, when she comes back, we're going to actually have another date. And, great. You know, we've been talking, like, every day. And Good for you. Yeah, it's been great. So she'll be out of her apartment for a couple of weeks, right? Yep. So that'll be uh, well, a stocking opportunity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll even have a little hamper waiting for the laundry for you. <laughs> hey. Probably. So maybe. Uh, Maybe Lord of Harry Palm, but what do you think if they abolished Christmas? How would you feel? I don't. I I, I guess there's there's um speaking for the tribe. There's a lot of money to be made, but it, I I just want to go back to your point about the family stuff because, and maybe it's it's the U.S. stuff or the U.S. Um, part of it where Thanksgiving is so close. Um. You, you see almost more of that, um, you know, large family get together for uh, Thanksgiving, and then it's really much smaller um, for Christmas. for Christmas or for the holidays in, in general. Yeah, it's more so, immediate family type thing. Like, and what I mean yeah. by that is, you know, your wife and kids. Not yeah, and I don't know if it's one of those things where. Thanksgiving just kind of because it comes first, um, you know, that's the big one. And 
Christmas was able to become commercialized away from being a family thing. Um, but it's not like those big, massive families are going to get together twice in, you know, that small period of time. Just travel and schedules don't work out for it. Um, but I always, I, I, I guess I would want to keep Christmas around just because I enjoy being in the office around the holidays. Yeah. I'm there by myself. Oh. Like everybody else takes extra days so that their their Christmas vacation can be a little bit longer. And I'm just sitting in my office going, this is I nice. can turn my music up as loud <laughs> as I want on the podcasts. You know, I can just, you know, leave it up loud and walk around. Like, it's it's great. So it's fair to say that's probably one of your favorite time of years. <laughs> it is. Well, that's cool. In in a See, different way, though. <laughs> yes. So um, sometimes people complain they're expected to be happy over Christmas, and this expectation annoys them. What do you feel about the obligation to be happy, or do you do you feel you have to be happy? I'm going to say you shouldn't feel – well, oh, here's the thing. Um, I think in a way, yes. Um, it is a happier time of year if you, cons- you know, consider – you know, what is really supposed to be going on around Christmas. Like, like me, it's not about all of the commercialism and all that crap. I mean, the only people that I buy Christmas gifts for is my nephews, you know? And that's just because they're nine and four, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. So to them, you know, they still haven't learned the whole family aspect of it. And, you know, t- I mean, for me, I get happier because... I know that I'm going to be spending time with my family. I know we're just going to sit around and just have a good time. And there's just no pressure. You know, everything just seems to be a little bit, you know, lighter. Like the spirit in the office at work is a little better. So, you know, work doesn't stress me out so much. So, yeah, at least for me overall, I do feel a little bit happier. But I don't necessarily feel the obligation to. But just by, you know, just by, you know, me choosing to celebrate how I want to and to celebrate what I want to, you know, that makes me happier. Cool. Cool. About you, Doug? Are you happy? (laughs) Are you happy? I said. Oh, me. Well, let me tell you, I've got a slightly different opinion. Um, I mean, I'd be happy to get three weeks off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'd be happy. But you know what happens when you get three weeks off? They say, I know you're going on vacation, but can you get this done before you go? Yeah. So there's that added pressure. Then there's the pressure of the company says, don't check your emails. You're on vacation. Relax. But, of course, you come back to 350 emails that have been sitting there burrowing in the back of your brain because... You know you're not supposed to go on and check them, but you do anyways, yep. and then you get stressed about that. I clear my email Dude. every day when I'm on vacation because just what you said, I won't have a good time. Dude, you're preaching to the choir. It's it. I I I don't think I've taken a vacation, like a legit vacation, in five years. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I I take a day off here and there. I mean, I use it, but um. I see my coworkers work themselves into a frenzy the week before they go off for a week 
and the yep. week they come back, it it, it appears. Um, I don't know if it's worth it when they're actually away, but for the ama- extra amount of stress and anxiety they put themselves through, for me, taking a whole bunch of three-day weekends throughout the year seems a lot easier. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I mean, HR experts, quote, unquote, you can see my air quotes there, will tell you, well, no, you need to have at least a minimum of two weeks uninterrupted. You know, taking a day here or there isn't good for you. But I agree with you. I mean, there's no way. Like, after three weeks, I'm going to be a basket case coming back into the workflow because I'm going to be so far behind, so stressed out. So, like you said, taking a day off here and there when I need to is much easier on my nervous system, if you will. Yeah, I mean, if if the work stopped while you were away, it would be a completely different issue. Yeah, but it doesn't well, usually work that way. Yeah, I wish that were true. I, the company that I work with, um, they decided to do a company-wide shutdown. So that means for approximately one week, they shut down over the holidays. That means no one is doing work, except all the managers are sending out emails and saying, I hope you're having an excellent time off, but. Uh, spending time with your family, but can you look into this for me when you get back? I've never done that, Doug. I don't know what you're talking no. about. No. Well, that's because no. the rest of the world that sending them emails isn't yeah. taking off. Exactly. Uh, yeah, as they say, shit rolls downhill. Uh-huh. Who are they? Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> they are a collective group of individuals who shall remain faceless and nameless so that we can hoist our despise upon them. <laughs> you all know who you are. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Any particular film that you are you know, like favorite, I guess. What's your favorite film at Christmas time? There's always the usuals that come out. Do you have a favorite film that comes out at Christmas? Or well, that I'll you jump like in. Yep. So, sorry, Clint, because I just wrote about it, um, and and that would be Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the end of the story, I guess, for me. Very good. I never even thought of that. But yeah, you're right. That was at Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good movie, too. That was a great movie. Yeah. In fact, actually, I'm probably going to track it down and watch it after we're done here. Yeah. Because that... I'm overdue a viewing. Like I said, I had totally forgotten about that. I mean, the first thing that, and I already had mentioned this, first one that would come to mind if someone said Christmas film is Scrooge. Just because mm. of the watching it year after year after year, you know, like... <laughs> But um, there, there are a lot of good, good, and it's too bad that those good-hearted films don't come out all year round. But there are a lot of good movies that come out at Christmas time. Yeah, you know, a lot of. Yeah, know. Clint got one coming up soon. We do. <laughs> yeah, dude, I am so excited. Friday, seven p.m. Baby, IMAX three D. A... Oh, really? You're gonna see it in three D. I'm doing IMAX 3D. Okay. I could, dude, I, I had to go all out for the first time. All right. I know, I know I'm going to see Will it you... multiple times, 
So I figured I could do, you know, the, you know, standard definition, you know, size, sound, all that good stuff later on. But when you say all out, what did you pay? A hundred bucks? No, I only paid like twelve fifty. Oh wow! Because you said I thought I'd go all out. I'm like, oh shit, must have cost a lot of money. <laughs> how, how did you get away with twelve fifty for an IMAX? That's what it is down here, Doug. I mean, a regular wow. show's eight something. I think. Wow. What is it now in Canada? It's got to be like fifteen bucks. <laughs> Try twenty four bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Oh my is god! That, yeah. Wait, wait. Is that standard or IMAX? That's IMAX. If, okay. To see in an IMAX 3D, you're looking at about twenty four bucks. Jeez. There you go. Wow. Yeah, and with that you get the <clears throat> VIP seating, so you get an assigned seat in the theater. Yep, I I actually picked my seat too. So, and what was funny was um, it was when uh, I want to say it was when we were actually recording a previous episode of Inglorious Gentlemen that I even got the ticket because um. Paul, wasn't it when we were doing that when yeah. um, it was like that Monday night football game when the trailer showed up and they announced yeah. the pre-sales? Yeah. 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 Yep. While we were talking, yeah. I actually went onto the theater's website and got the ticket. Yeah, because so I watched. You were giving us undivided attention. Yes. Well, I, I watched yeah, Monday, but Monday night football. I don't football. seem to remember <laughs> a, an orgasmic scream from you during that episode. <laughs> I had my mic muted because I didn't oh, want okay. to. I, I didn't say, want to disrupt the it, recording, but let's was, just say that there was also a change of pants that needed to occur. It was, it was either muted or he was in the bathroom. You couldn't hear him. Now, I'm going to make myself sound way too old, but when the original movie came out, yeah, I saw it 14 times within the space of about two months. Wow. It was in the theater almost six months in my hometown. Yeah. The the theater was uh, one of those downtown theaters. It was an Odeon theater. It was smaller. The you know you could smoke back then. Yeah, you know, yeah, and people did. Trust me, <laughs> I know. Uh, but the experience I remember just being mind blowing because the audio wasn't great by today's standards. The the screen was infinitely smaller than uh, the average screen now. But I was so immersed in the movie, I didn't notice any of that. I know. So I, I'm, I really have these majorly high expectations to have my force awakened uh, once again. And I don't, I really don't believe I'll be disappointed. Yeah. D- D- Doug, I, I just want to say I envy you. And it's not watching it 14 times. It's having the ability to watch it 14 times because it was in the theaters for six months. Yeah. Because back yeah. then was if a movie's doing well, it, it a movie stayed, stayed in yep. the theater until it ba- there was basically uh, – there was no ceiling. There was a floor. And if you went under <laughs> right. it, they took it out of the theater. But as long as you maintained above that line, they mm-hmm. would keep it in the theater for forever. Yeah, there was and no – now – It didn't go to cheaper theater. It didn't go to CD, DVD, tape or whatever because there just wasn't those things. It stayed in the theater until the numbers dropped to a certain number. And they would even hold it sometimes if there was nothing to replace it with. They'd still keep it. I, I remember locally Star Wars, after it came out of 
main release after about six months. You could still find it in in scattered theaters across the Toronto area. Mm -hmm. Some of the smaller theaters were carrying it for up to a year. Mm. It was just unreal. (laughs) Yeah, we we talked about this in Diamond Mines this past weekend about uh, because someone asked me what was it like seeing it like the first show back then, and I said it was a game changer. Up to then, you know, film was. It's it gets to be a standard type of thing, right? When that came out, my everybody's mouth dropped. Like you didn't see that type of film, that type of photography. What's the right word? Film, film, cinematography. Thank you. You know where yeah, that kind of motion and spaceships traveling. That I mean, all we had was Star Trek, really, which was you didn't see that kind of thing. I mean, it was just it was just mind blowing. You can still watch it today and be blown away, I think. You, you know, 40, oh, 40 years later, you're still like, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it was an incredible feat as far as I was concerned. And now that George Lucas is no longer associated with it, I'm so happy. <laughs> because oh, now, I know. Now, now the crazy goes and the, the uh what, who I think is personally brilliant, J.J. Abrams, is just going to bring so much to this movie, I hope. Yeah. Well, what is, um, Clint can help me with this. What's the last line in uh, Fanboys? What is it, uh, wait, guys, what if this movie sucks? Is that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that, I mean, so it's, it, I, I think the buildup for this, um, if you if you go in with an even keel, so to speak, to the force awakens, I think you'll be fine. Um, but I think it's one of those things where the only people that are going to be let down by this movie are the people that didn't just buy into the hype, but like bought into the hype times 20. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I'm not a critical person when I watch a movie, if I'm entertained, I'm entertained. If there's continuity problems or if there's set problems or if there's clunky motions, I really don't care that much. So if if there are problems with it, pretty much I'll turn a, a blind eye. Well, absolutely. You're paying – well, you are paying, you know, a lot of money. We're paying a little less down here. But, uh, I mean, it, it's still your money. I mean, I, I don't know how many people really gamble. I mean, mm. I mean, obviously people gamble. But, I mean, you know, people don't look at going to the movies as a gamble. If, if you don't have an open mind to be entertained uh, and you're going to be completely critical from the get-go, I don't know why you're spending the money to begin with. Yeah. The only, the only time I was ever really pissed off at spending the money to see the movie was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I, <laughs> I walked out of that Ooh. theater angry. <laughs> see, the only time I ever walked out of a theater angry, my sister used to work at a theater and... I actually, there was a couple movies that I had gone to see that I absolutely hated. Actually, no. Um, Actually, there were three. Uh, One of them was Waterworld, Mm. Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Um, The second was Batman and Robin. (laughs) And the third was the, um, it was that Romeo and Juliet, the one that had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And you went into that movie with expectations? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the... I was really hoping well, that... No, I... 
I expect I I didn't expect a good movie. Here's the thing: I was just seeing it because my sister could get me in for free because she worked there. Well, then how can you and, leave mad? I mean, you just and go, you go, either, glad because I, I wasted because I wasted two <laughs> hours of my life that I could never get back. Yeah, but Doug, in theory, there shouldn't be single chicks in that movie. Most no, in theory, uh, in theory. All right, we should. Yeah, well, on. I know. I, I know. After seeing Titanic, I think a couple relationships were broken. Because <laughs> uh, when, when when Leo died, men jumped up and cheered. <laughs> and, I which was did that fo- movie. But it was followed immediately by a series of bitch slaps and ow ow. <laughs> See, I I think I saw that movie in theaters three times in high school with my girlfriend because we mm. would just make out. Um in the back of the theater because it was like, you know, the normal price of a ticket, but it was like five times longer than any other movie out at that time. So the Titanic wasn't the only thing going down? That's that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> the worst movie, the, the only movie that I can ever say that I was just horrified by was Eyes Wide Shut. Oh I, yeah, with kid, I didn't with see Kidman that one until Oh my! You know the funny, the funniest part of the whole movie is when the credits came up. A guy yelled, "Thank you!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was right up there with Vanilla Sky. Oh my it? god, what a horrible movie! That and I paid for that one. But anyways, we should move on. White Christmases. Yeah. What do people so, think of having to have snow, or do you really care? It's oh, 67 kind of... degrees. I know. In the middle of December. Yeah. It, it's 60 degrees here right now, That's and fun. it's awesome. So I was going to say, does that bother you, or are you going, damn it, it's Christmas time, I want cold and snow? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm originally from Florida, so that oh. shit don't bother me. Hey, I'm originally <laughs> from Canada, and that shit bothers me. That's why I'm in Texas trying to get to uh, Ecuador. <laughs> No, I mean, like, be, being warmer and things like that, you know, don't bother me. I would rather have the heat and try to cool down. Yeah, me too. Than, Hands you down. know, sitting there tr- freezing my ass off trying to warm up. Yeah. Because it's easier for me to cool down. And, oh, but uh, actually, just a quick side note. My favorite Christmas movie was Gremlins. Oh, yeah. That's a good, good one. Good, good, good pull. One. Yeah. That was actually, uh, the original one was filmed not more than about 20 miles from where I am. Oh, wow. A place called Georgetown, Ontario. It's, that's where all the, uh, the outdoor shots were yeah. filmed. Believe it or it's not. It's a nice little place. Okay. There's a Georgetown just north of me, Doug. Yeah. So. Doug, I, 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 this summer I expect a shot-for-shot remake of all the outdoor scenes with you in place of... <laughs> hey, if I if I instead of saying, I'd do it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be awesome seeing uh, Sir Duge Lingerie instead of Zach Galligan, who I actually just found out this past week is following me on Twitter. Ooh, who, nice! Who, who's following you? Uh, Zach Galligan. He was the guy that played Billy in Gremlins. Uh, oh, oh, the main actor. I'm terrible with names. I, I and don't it's, remember. And it's actually the podcast he's following, not me. <laughs> But still, the podcast is you, Clint. Come on, this is true. <laughs> yeah, but but no, I I'm not a huge fan of the snow and ice, and I've I've had a sh- like a share of it. Uh, snow was involved in both of my parents breaking their legs when I was younger. Ouch. Oh. Yeah. Um. My mom, when I was about ten, we went skiing. 
Um, they decide. My parents decided, you know, Christmas we would leave, go go somewhere into Michigan and try skiing. Well, my mom ended up, uh, you know, of course, falling and breaking her leg. Um, my dad, years later, slipped on a patch of black ice in the driveway and, you know, trying to get out of his truck and broke his leg that way. So, and hmm. I'm I'm not a fan of ice and things like that either, so... See, Paul, I will answer your question by saying I don't know exactly at what age it happened, but whenever I became old enough to shovel snow was the (laughs) moment I started hating it. Because whatever that line is, it was either eight or nine or ten when I I was starting to be asked to help shovel, and that's when it becomes... This oh, sucks. there's. It, that's when it goes from there's white stuff on the ground. Time to go out and build whatever and have snowball fights. To oh, I don't want to go out and shovel. Oh, I hated it. And Ch- Chicago gets a lot of snow. Like yep. same as Toronto, I think, cause, just because of the lakes. Chicago gets more snow than Toronto, I think. I think so. Oh, my God. When I lived there, I just couldn't believe the amount. Like, every day and every day. And it's like, Jesus. I mean, I'm surprised I wasn't built like the Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) My neighbor finally bought a snowblower, and he'd let me use it. So he'd come out, and then he'd do his, and he'd let me do mine. I mean, that I love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was Uh, great. See, right, right now we don't have snow here. At all, it's it's nice. It's sixty degrees and rainy. Wow, I mean that's exact that's same rare. here. Yeah, it was sixty-seven and sunny. I mowed the lawn today. Nice. <laughs> wow. It's been which the... I prefer to shoveling snow because it's much easier to do. It's been in the seventies and eighties all week, gentlemen. It's been great. And you know what? When you guys are freezing, we'll still be nice down here. I'll make <clears> sure <throat> I let you all know about it. <laughs> oh yes, you'll definitely be hearing about it. <laughs> You know, I'm kind of fussy when it comes to winter. I like the cold. I like the snow. I don't like shoveling it. I don't like December snow. January snow I'm fine with because it's it's dry, it's lighter, it's more powdery. Mm-hmm. But in December, you get that nasty mix of heavy, wet snow, ice. You get it melting, and then the the sand and the salt gets mixed in with that, and everything's covered in a a dark, gray, dirty, crappy display. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want a white Christmas because eh, December snow sucks. But uh, give me a good January snow and I'm fine with that. Especially with those damn snow plows that go down your street and you're just done friggin' shoveling and they poof, right back oh, in yeah. the driveway. I got a guy that waits on the side street yeah. Oh, yeah. watching me shovel before he comes down. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, he's done. Here comes the plow. All right. How has the Internet changed the way you handle Christmas, both in greetings, cards, gifts, whatever? Well, there's well, a lot more pornography now. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to say, those, those little uh, panties, you know, red panties with the white frill around them at Christmas time. Pretty cool. Well, I just find I get distracted when I'm online shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Google controls all the ads, right? Yep. And they uh, they monitor every place that I go. So I, you know, get all these ads popping up and uh, just get sidetracked. Hence 
stooge of lingerie. I get it. I get it now. There you go. <laughs> that's that's actually where it changes the most for me is that, you know, I do all my Christmas shopping online because I hate going to malls and big box stores and I just don't like like the big crowds, you know. Especially if there's a lot of people, then my anxiety ramps up and I start getting claustrophobic and wanting to club people. <laughs> but so on, you the, know, on the flip side of that, it must affect you, Mr. Palmer, on the fact that if you need to go shopping, there's a lot of idiots out there. Yeah, but I mean, um, I will take a random couple, one or two random weekdays off in order to go to the mall or a big box store so that I'm going on like a Wednesday at lunchtime or, you know, um, or hitting up the mall when it opens on a Thursday. So I'm not there at least on the weekends or in the evening. Um, but for the most part, I stay as far, I mean, only because, and not just because I spent seven years in retail, I spend, um, you know, basically, from the moment Halloween ends until the second week of January, he's trying to stay as far away from all retail as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised Clint lives in the Naperville area, which is a very pronounced area. And I would mm. probably go shopping just to see the lovely ladies down there because you're talking a high-class mm. society in Naperville, are we not, Clint? Yeah, but, you know, then again, with that, you know, you also have to take into consideration the ugly personalities that, that you know, money and entitlement often brings. Yeah, well. <laughs> now, unfortunately, just given, like, my pay periods and, you know, with the pay periods at work and everything, unfortunately, I am going to have to go out shopping this year. Um, I'm not really looking forward to that, but, I mean, at least, at least I already know what the, like, I'm getting one thing. It's going to be for both of the kids, and we're going to be good to go. I used to work at Kmart, and I worked at Kmart through, like, the entire holiday season. And I was in the seasonal department. So I I got Halloween, then Thanksgiving, and, well, wait, Halloween, Christmas, and then Thanksgiving. (laughs) What about foods? Is there any particular food you look forward to at this time of year we already mentioned pretty much you can only get turkeys at thanksgiving and christmas so i Uh think we all crave it all year round just for that reason because you can't get it any other time (laughs) but any other things like christmas baking like shrimp ring bacon yeah shrimp ring you're right that's normally new year's right normally um we will for New Year's Eve, what my wife will do instead of making supper, we'll go and do all horse de-ovaries, like shrimp rings and uh, <laughs> little cocktail sausages and, mm. you know, all those, like, um, I can't think of them all, like spring rolls, like all those things you can get at Costco. And we just make mm-hmm. a ton of it, and it's just like snack all night till New Year's Day, like until midnight when it turns over. And, of course, drink and be merry. So, nice. Yeah, that, that you're right. Shrimp roll. Mm. Yeah. I have sort of two things for mine. Uh, the first isn't exactly 
food, I guess. But there's a peppermint flavored coffee creamer that comes out around the holidays yeah, that I, I can yeah. never find through the rest of the year. You know what you should do is buy a case. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but then it might go like you know because those things do have expiration dates. Yeah, true. Not if you freeze it. Yeah. Hmm. And also, you can uh, still freeze that. I mean, that would take up that. a lot of room in your freezer, but... Yeah. A lady at work, she gets it in the uh, carnation... What's that powder? Um, okay. Yeah, the non-dairy. Coffee mate. Coffee mate. Coffee mate. And it's just yeah. what you said. It's a peppermint something, but it's coffee mate, because she keeps it at work in the in her drawer. So hey, Clint, can't, I've yo. got a little, a little tip for you. If you go into the baking section of your local grocery, you can find something called peppermint extract. All it takes is a single drop inside your beverage, and it's Christmas. Nice. <laughs> you see, because I- I'm going to have to look for that because, you know, here you're talking to a, you know, a single guy that pretty much cooks for himself but pretty much lives out of, like, the frozen food and deli aisles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, but, uh, it's a little bottle, and it'll be clear liquid. And it'll seem really small, but all you ever need of this stuff is one single drop in okay. a beverage, and it'll it'll give it that uh, peppermint flavor. Okay, and that was peppermint schnapps, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that works <laughs> that'll work. Little, That's what uh, I'd be putting in my uh, coffee. <laughs> I'll take a look for that. The extract. That's, That's awesome. A good idea, actually. Yeah, but my my other food, and it's weird, and this is just because of how a couple of my holidays have gone. But I've kind of taken a liking to Chinese food yeah. over the holidays. <laughs> so, having, you know, so having said that, again, going back to Jason, you, uh, is there anything that comes out at Christmas that you can't normally get all year round that you kind of look forward to buying? Uh, no, uh, I, you had me until the last word of buying. Oh, okay. Because... Um, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of bakers in my office. So the abundance of free cookies in my oh, office yeah. during the holidays no problem. is a massive plus. So there you go. There's something that, that is good in your office. <laughs> I remember, I mean, now it's no big deal. But back when I was growing up, on Christmas Eve, my mom would always make homemade chip dip with mm. sour cream Lipton's onion soup mix and cream <laughs> cheese. I mean, they, they you couldn't buy it pre-made like you can today. But and she would only make it like that once or twice a year, like Christmas and New Year's. That's the only time we got to have it with chips and pretzels because you know my parents didn't have a lot of money, so that was like a luxury to have chips around or any of that and pretzels. So that's the only time we got to see that type of food. Other than that, there the only snack was we homemade popcorn like in a popper but uh you know and i to this day when we make that chip dip homemade it just i can't stop eating it (laughs) i don't know addicted to it but that's something that i'll I'll never forget because like i said i never got it and and only at christmas time even though you could have it all year round if you wanted they still sell that uh lipton onion soup mix yeah they do yeah yeah wow yeah, you can get it um, even at Costco. I think you get a big box, like full of them. So, right, Paul, so how, how do you make yours? But so how I make mine is I uh, we well my mom did it too. She sifted the uh, onion pieces out. She just you know 
she sifted the Lipton's onion soup mix so that the onion pieces didn't go in. Um, and then you stir it, and then you let the, like, I don't add the cream cheese. I think it's a waste of time, but it, it really does add a real creamy, thickening flavor. Like to, But to get the cream cheese to mix in it, oh, my God, it's just too much work. Right, because mm-hmm. cream cheese is, <laughs> you have to work at it <laughs> to yeah. mix it in with the sour cream and everything. But, oh, man, it's good stuff. But that that's as simple as it gets. That's it. Hmm. I mean, when you think you, you can make a huge tub of, of dip for, like, three bucks or four bucks, it's not worth buying it. Here's a little variation on that that uh, my wife makes every Christmas, and this is one of the things that I look forward to. She takes sour cream, she takes uh, Philly cream cheese, lets that soften up, mixes those together, puts it in the bottom of a pie plate, covers that with salsa, covers that with yeah. shredded cheese, yeah. and uh, you got a nacho dip, and yeah. it's uh, it's pretty damn good. My wife does. Doug. You need to add refried beans to that mix, and you've got ooh. it down. Yeah, yeah because yeah, that that's the that's the way you do it, and it it's it's a dip, but I I've I've made that and like just taken it with chips for lunch. <laughs> it's like a meal. You could just you could literally just sit there and eat that, and it's it's fantastic. My wife adds guacamole layer too, but the only downside nice. to that is if you don't eat it that night, it starts turning color on you you know yeah. guac goes <laughs> now doug can you shoot me a message with that recipe and then i'm actually gonna add the refried the beans, beans. Oh, man, it, but it's you got a man it's really good oh so I, I i need to go shopping later this week and i want that oh yeah you'll love it this is a bit off topic but not really i'll tie it in one of the things that happens in winter is the super bowl Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens with the Super Bowl is commercials. But beyond commercials, we get product launches. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are aware of this, but Pepsi is currently doing a contest for a limited edition re-release of Crystal Pepsi. Crystal yeah. Pepsi? Mm-hmm. I saw something about that. And I'm wondering why they didn't just do a limited widespread release and why they're doing it with a contest because i would totally go out and get a case the the thing is it when they launched that uh it you know was a transparent cola and frankly it didn't taste that good it was sweeter than normal pepsi and as you know pepsi is pretty damn sweet yeah Mm-hmm. I think it's just the nostalgic part, you know. Put on some uh, some Van Hagar and uh, you know crack open a a can. Yeah, have uh, one of those in a Zima as well. There you go. <laughs> All right, we talked food. What about drink? What anything special that uh, you look forward oh. to from drinking within the Christmas season? Oh yeah, the Christian Brothers eggnog. Yes. Eight. Do tell. Do tell. Yeah. Oh, that's well, good stuff. It, you, you find it in the liquor section at the, at the stores here, but it's um, it's got the uh, liquor already in it. Oh, okay. Man, too bad you just couldn't find uh, You know, women should have that tag on them. <laughs> liquor already I am a liquor. Uh, yeah, liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you agree? <laughs> 
Get those Intel inside stickers. Just <laughs> yeah. change the Intel now, to liquor. Now, you're saying this is an eggnog that you can buy in a liquor store that's sitting on a shelf. Yes. It's not refrigerated. No. It, the, it, now, now, the primary ingredient in eggnog besides rum is eggs. Yeah, but it's like so, it's like a hundred parts rum to one part egg, so... Oh, okay. So, so is this like <laughs> coffee creamer, rum, and uh, powdered eggs all kind of mixed together? Or? No, it it. Well, it's. I'm trying to look up the uh, ingredient list for it right now, but. <laughs> well, while you're looking, I'll... it's got the. It's. I mean, it's the brandy is what's in. Ah, there we go. That, now, like. that makes a nice eggnog. Yes. Yeah, it does. And do you know what else goes really good? I learned this last year. Never tried it before, and I. Ran out of rum, and I put bourbon in my eggnog. Mm. Blew the rum out of the water. Now I yeah. only have uh, bourbon in eggnog. Yeah, a little Southern comfort oh. and eggs. Way you go. Yeah, heavy cream. <laughs> mm. What, mm. I, what what I like is the get out of jail free card that I can drink whatever I want during the season because you know my wife just thinks it's you know that's what you do at Christmas time. So I'll let them go. <laughs> What you don't you don't hide a bottle in the bathroom like I do and oh, just go I, in there I've and drink whatever you want. I've got bottles in my tool <laughs> toolbox out in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we're we're all we're all uh, you know human. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know where to place them. That's all. Like where won't she ever go? Oh yeah, toolbox. <laughs> there you go. Um, also. Really like the gift boxes because every Christmas, usually the brands like Bacardi or Jack Daniels or whatever will box their bottles up with some sort of gift like glasses, and the price is the same. So you get some cool brand named you know stuff like glasses or uh, you know whatever whatever comes with them, and uh, I love having that and I use that all year round. Mm. I bought wow. two, let me rephrase, two bullet, right? Bullet mm-hmm. bourbon, 1.75 liters, two for $54. Nice. And that wasn't at the duty free area. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was at Twin Liquors because, see, it's like you go in there and it'll say, this, uh, you know, it's $45 or $42. But if you buy two, you can have it for 50 you See, go, up here it's illegal it. to put alcohol on sale. Oh, not down here, man. I was showing, I sent a picture to Dave. I said, damn it, the prices are going up. They had vodka, 1.75 liters of some Russian vodka for nine ninety nine. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even wow. buy a case of Coke for nine ninety nine. But you wonder why we're all stupid drunk down here. Because <laughs> we can. There you go. Anyway, um, what about you, you don't drink, do you, uh, Harry Palm? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I did for uh, in, in in college, but I, I haven't since. So is there any other, like, do you just drink plain eggnog or any other? I can't think of any other drinks they promote at Christmas time that you don't see anywhere else. Here's a good question, and I think this is good for the whole group. If you had to rename Christmas, what name would you give it? <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I have to rename it. Hmm. I I would rename it annual holiday gift giving extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, I would say empty wallet. <laughs> I would call it Clintmas. Clintmas. That sounds dirty <laughs> yeah. for some reason. I don't know why. It's well, very close to clitoris. But <laughs> well, because instead of Santa, the ladies would be sitting on my lap. Uh, there you go. There you go. How you thought? <laughs> see, I'm see. I'm not just going to change the name of the holiday. I'm going to change everything about it. Well, I, I think like, the name hey, kind of. I'll be like, "Hey, ladies, if you want to sit on the lap of a fat man, here I am." <laughs> I had a I had Santa's a crotchless pants. I had a friend who was he, was he was a big guy and he owned a Harley Davidson Fat Boy and he'd pull up to the curbs and he 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 sit and he didn't wear like a shirt or whatever and he'd sit there and look at the ladies. He said, "Hey, girls, you want to ride the Fat Boy?" <laughs> <laughs> He says sometimes he would get, you know, girls come over, sure. <laughs> so uh, we've got Clintmas. We've got, I forget what Doug said now. Annual holiday gift extravaganza. That's it, annual holiday gift. And what about you, Harry Pumps? You know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, nothing comes to mind. It, it, or or too many things came to mind. Um, <laughs> I I I, uh, I I think I'd have to go with um, you know tip your uh, retail clerk day. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> National tip your retailer day. Yeah, that's basically you know it was funny because I was listening to the three cuckoos. And they were talking about what is Black Friday, right? And I'm like, oh, I gotta text them. I gotta text them. But I, I'm pretty sure probably a hundred people text them. But supposedly it's the first year, first day of the year that the companies are in the black, right? They're in the red up to that point, and then they actually start making money. That's what I was told. Is that true? Sounds about right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, and I mean, you think about the crowds that go in and buy and shit on that day. Even if they didn't make anything all year, they'd probably get in the black that day. <laughs> so. Yeah, Black Black Friday is kind of a new thing to me. I think I've only experienced it a, a few years. Um, it's slowly been creeping into Canada. Uh, traditionally, we, we would have quote-unquote Boxing Day sales. Yeah. That would happen after Christmas, which, when you think about it, doesn't make too much freaking sense. No, I mean, that don't, but, <laughs> doesn't help you on Christmas gift buying, does it? No. Uh, it, it was really a time of year for retailers to clear out all the crap they couldn't sell over Christmas. Yeah. But it turned into this sort of two-week-long buy-whatever-event, and uh, I think Black Friday has taken over. But really, up here, I'm not sure like how good the deals are down the U.S. But up here, really, you didn't see much in the way of deals. See, I'm with you, Doug. Until I actually started working in retail, I didn't even know Black Friday existed because in you know in my family, the day after Thanksgiving, you. 
you know, Thanksgiving happened. Mm. Then on the day after Thanksgiving, that Friday, whoever was in town, because um, we, you know, either, you know, we would host or somebody else would host, um, you would go to a local diner, everybody would eat, and then whoever was from out of town went home, and whoever was from in town went home. And that was that. So until I actually started working in retail, I didn't even know it was like a shopping thing. Hmm. Well, being from Canada, like Doug said, we didn't have a Black Friday. It was always Boxing Day. And like everybody, I remember getting up early that day because they put everything on sale that was from Christmas. And so you'd get really, really good deals, like hell of good deals on shit and it was guaranteed it wasn't a hit or miss like oh that sales yeah. only on gift cards or whatever no it was on everything you'd see by if you went too late the friggin' place looked like a bomb hit it, <laughs> it was like and the the thing was in ontario it was illegal to be open for retail sales on boxing day statutory holiday so what stores would do they would pay the fine because the fine was less than what they were going to make. Yeah. So the the cops would make money on that day too because they'd go around finding all the stores that were open. Yeah, and then buy stuff yep. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I I actually found something here that said that yeah the, the name was first recorded in 1966. Uh, a dealer in rare stamps says Black Friday was the name given that the Philadelphia Police Department gave to the Friday following Thanksgiving Day. Um, because they coined the phrase to describe the mayhem surrounding the congestion of pedestrian and auto traffic in the center city downtown area. Hmm. Really? And it says it, yeah, and it says that that came from the Chicago Tribune. Well, there you go. Yeah, that it was from an article about, I guess, that they did a while back about Black Friday. But hmm. yeah. But yeah, I guess it was just because of all the, you know, craziness and mayhem and hmm. wow but then it it did later switch over to a financial thing like you were saying though paul yes yeah wish what is it i'd wish for more Kristen. no uh <laughs> i wish that <clears throat> People would do away with sticking labels on having a celebration and a feeling of kindness towards all people and use one time a year to share commonalities instead of point out divisions and don't call it Christmas, don't call it Hanukkah, don't call it Eid, don't call it Ramadan, don't call it Diwali, just festival or festivus whatever something we can all participate in and no one needs to feel excluded unless they want to be all right clint yeah mine would be to completely like blacklist and outlaw anything um, Christmas related before Thanksgiving. No, no playing Christmas music. You know, no stuff in stores. You know, it's. I just. 
I guess because that was always my biggest complaint about Christmas was I feel like it starts in October, you know, because you start seeing stuff in stores around Halloween. The whole idea starts too early and it just goes to show that how far we've really detracted from what the holiday should be, you know, and we get to see what it's become, you know, which is really sad. And I think like you were saying, Doug, you know, that it should be the time where, you know, we're just kind and giving to people, you know, without, you know, without labels and just setting differences aside. And, you know, know it just that's just me. I'd like to see something like China does uh, with Chinese New Year. Because that's that's really not about religion. It's about, you know, the closest thing I could liken it to would be American Thanksgiving on a grander scale. Because it, it's all-inclusive. It doesn't matter uh, what your persuasion is. You can participate in New Year's. It's something everyone in the country or in China can agree upon. And they all get together and they they move around the country. It's actually the largest human migration in the world happens during Chinese New Year. Yes, yep. They Because the, a lot of people come in, because I used to go to China a lot, a lot of people work in these huge cities and these huge factories from farms way afar. There was one girl that was in the hotel that served us on the ninth floor. It was a, they called the executive lounge floor. She had to take a flight. I forget where she lived, and she had a kid and husband, but she lived like four-hour flight away to work at this hotel to just bring money home. So when it came to that period of time, she she would take that, because that's the only time they get is like that seven days. They don't get holidays or anything else that I know of. So the place almost shuts down. I mean, everybody just disappears. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You never You never planned any business. You always looked at their holidays because... You may as well just go on a vacation there then because you'd go there and there wouldn't be anybody to talk to. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge holiday, just like you said. Huge family holiday. I, I'm going to um, just teleporters for all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But what kind? Um, the kind that I don't have to worry about turning into the fly if one gets teleported are, with me. Are you... <laughs> let me see for me the first thing that popped into my head was do away with gift giving just make it more of a another thanksgiving family holiday Mm. make it uh make it to where you know it's more of, of the true meaning of what it's meant to be you know celebration being with family and think about it Right. I don't think our retail overlords would allow. No, I'm that. probably going to be hunted down and killed. But uh, hey, my wishes don't come true, so don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I I think your your wish could easily come true. But the marketing powers that be would just make it so that we have to give gifts on Fourth of July or some crazy <laughs> shit like that. Yep. True enough. So you you say we should phase shift it letters A to C your uh, January and March uh, D to. <laughs> Gee, you're, you're, you're April to 
<laughs> That'd be That's, a lot more efficient, wouldn't it? Plus, you could keep the economic retail flow going, uh, yeah. and in a constant stream, so there'd be normalization. And, and being in manufacturing, you could actually uh, normalize your production instead of having these stupid forecasts that you're trying to flatline. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You don't. You only have a certain amount of capacity. They always want more, so you build ahead. If you build ahead, then you're carrying inventory. You carry inventory, you get slapped. <laughs> I think you've hit upon an excellent idea. Well, thank you. See, that's, and you thought I was just another pretty face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out of questions. I mean, there's a lot more questions here, but I said we would keep it to the season and not what, mm-hmm. what the meaning is about. So, out of... You know, TV, movies, legend, folklore, hearsay. <laughs> what are your favorite holiday icons? And it doesn't matter from what holiday. So any holiday. Any okay. holiday. Hmm. So icon means that you look up to it or just icon as in it's a character. Yeah, a character, something that is it looms large in culture, in science, history, your mind, your imagination. I was going to say the Grinch, but then you had to add those last statements, didn't you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. He did save the day, Paul. He so, did, I mean, actually. True. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, you know, good overcame evil, just like Star Wars. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but didn't he convert to Catholicism that day? And I don't think so. No, oh, okay. no he just uh, he just changed his mind. His heart grew three sizes bigger. And all yeah, that be, kind of stuff. because he discovered that Christmas was something a little bit more. That I'm sorry, that's just got huge overtones to it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I mean, I don't think it was. They they did it very well as, as that it wasn't a religious thing, just that it didn't matter to the who's if they had presents or not. And that was my whole point about getting rid of them, is that it was all about family time and celebration and being with you know with each other. And um, that's when he realized, oh, I, I I was wrong. So you're going with the Grinch. Sure. Nice. Monsieur Jason, you know, I'm, I'm. Uh, you can say John McClane. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I was going this. I, I think I have to because just, um, just because we're in that season, I'm just not thinking about anything else. I mean, other than um, I'm thinking, the only other icon I could think of off the top of my head would be uh, Jeff Goldblum um, mm. for Independence Day. There you go. Oh, yeah. Which nice. the tra- the new trailer dropped, so it's timely. But even without the new trailer, um, I think he saved the day much more than Will Smith. There's did, another so. Independence Day coming. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Because I, there are no original movie. ideas left. No. no along along with another Gremlins. <laughs> oh no! But what I read about that one is that. It's going to take the Jurassic World approach in that they're not going to, like, remake or reboot, but it's going to be set, like, 30 years into the future. 
from like the first movie. Uh, so Mugwai should still be alive, considering well, they're going to be mortal. <laughs> so th- when when am I getting another short circuit then? Johnny Five. <laughs> <sighs> that would be awesome, especially with like oh you they, know, they already the, made that didn't they? Wasn't that I, that South African robot? Oh, uh, Chappy. Yeah. Chappy. Choppy. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> eh, that that movie could have been so much more. It it could have been better than it was. I didn't I didn't absolutely hate it, but I thought it could have been a lot better. Choppy. So your your holiday icon would be. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jeff Goldblum. All right. <laughs> I think for me. I have to go with Jack Skellington from uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Which version? Halloween or Christmas version? Okay, if you have to break it down that far, I'm going with the Halloween version. Okay, I'm just asking. My, my My favorite holiday of all time is Halloween. And, I mean, if I could live in a magical land where, like, Halloween was, like, the prime celebration of the year, that would just be awesome to me. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Very cool. And, so- you know, there's, there's, you know, so many really interesting traditions and things that are associated with Halloween if you look at those. Um, yeah, partly, you know, I guess partly religious things like that, but, you know, there's a lot of things of honoring the dead and remembering those that, you know, are no longer around, you know, and then just Palmer's got me all excited here. You're right. There is an independence day. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it again. I mean, this is pretty damn cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Douche, uh, you. you need to answer your question. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, two of them. Uh, Marty Feldman. <laughs> and, uh, Excellent. That little dude I could never catch on St. Patrick's Day. Snoopy? Uh, no, the uh, bartender <laughs> at my, uh, my local. Uh, yeah, I would say those are, those are my two most beloved holiday icons. Anybody I'm wondering if anybody's got any good holiday jokes. Um, <laughs> As we virtually look at Paul. Uh, holiday jokes. I mean, there's really I got old, one. old, old ones like, uh, why was the snowman smiling? Because heard, the snowblower was coming down the street. the snowblower was coming, yeah. <laughs> what, does Santa do? what does Santa do in the summertime? He ho ho hoes his garden. Nice. <laughs> Why does Santa have such a big bag? Because he only comes once a year. See, I told you these now, were all old. Everybody knows them. Now, why was Santa up? Why was Santa upset when he got a sweater for Christmas? Because he was hoping for a moaner or a screamer. <laughs> now, why does Santa go through the chimney? Because Mrs. Claus told him he'd never get in the back door. 
What a mooch. Did you Google something, Clint? And then he'd lay a log. <laughs> earlier. Oh, oh. Earlier I did. I'm, I'm putting together something for another podcast, a little Christmas bit, like a little recorded bit. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a sort of a naughty Santa Claus with, uh, with jokes. Ah, nice. Okay, well, what do snowmen like to do on the weekends? Play with their snowballs? No, chill out. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I was thinking what I like to do on the weekend. Okay, got it. Why do elves laugh when they run? Because the snow tickles their balls. <laughs> what has a jolly laugh, brings you presents, and scratches up your furniture? Santa Claus. I was say, that sounds like so, my old cat. So, Jason, you got any Hanukkah jokes? No, there really aren't any. Um, <laughs> Get I, I mean, on that. The, the biggest Hanukkah joke there is was the creation of a Hanukkah mascot. Hanukkah Harry. Hanukkah Harry, exactly. Yeah, Although I do believe at one of our next meetings, we should probably move to have it changed <laughs> from Hanukkah Harry to Adam Sandler just because of the new, um, the fourth edition of the song that he just came out with. Um, He's come which out is with about, a Wow. Yeah, there's a fourth edition that dropped, I think, two weeks ago, and I think that puts him on pace for about one every five years. Um, actually, I had a suggestion for a song, something that I had actually found this uh, this evening. Ooh. Um, it was actually a rock sort of metal version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm. Nice. Was that the one done by that Japanese group? Um, no, actually, oh, okay. I was just scouring YouTube looking for something to use for the promo, and I found a few songs, but this one was just some, like, random dude covering it. Everybody got their tip first? We need a tip out oh. before we song out. Actually, I've got mine. Go for know, it. But... Okay. Just remember Santa's out there. Wrap your package before you shove it down the chimney. I think there was some innuendo in there, am I right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Well, here's mine. Nothing sucks more than the moment during an argument when you realize you're wrong. Never happened. I know. I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I like that. Oh, Sorry, wow. I thought everybody heard that one before. <laughs> no, I did, but I liked it. It it was good. Mine's a, uh, you know, just a uh, live tweet your podcasts, everyone. Yeah, good idea. As opposed to setting them up to go out at two in the morning. No, as oh, opposed okay. to just passively listening. Become an active listener. What's a podcast? And I agree with that. I mean, there's so many times when I'm listening, I would love to text certain things out. 
but I always listen when I'm working out, and that makes it very difficult. Yeah. But I see what you mean. That that really is an active listener because you're you're participating with the podcast. Yeah. And for the most part, everybody um, gets back to me. Yeah. Nice. I cool. find that the one problem that I ran into when I was tweeting out stuff I was hearing on podcasts, a lot of times <laughs> some of the podcasters had forgotten what it was. They were talking about the podcast, so they're like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, usually, you know, just thinking about PWB, they're usually drunk by halfway through. They don't remember nothing. <laughs> See, my, my thing is I end up listening to the majority of my podcast while I'm at work, and so I don't get to just sit there and tweet the whole time. But what I've started doing is I'll actually because like because I use Stitcher and there's an option to share like whatever episode you're listening to somewhere. So I'll actually share it to Twitter and, you know, just say, hey, currently listening to this episode, but it also puts out the link to the episode. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good. idea. So I may not get to live tweet the whole thing, but I'm basically, you know. Little, I figure, hey, it's a little free promotion. What I can do. <laughs> All right. Who hasn't tipped? Everybody tipped, Doug. Uh, I'll tip. Uh, uh, let's see. This holiday season, when you're out and about shopping in crowded places, whether you're at the mosque, the church, the temple, wherever it is on a crowded street, remember. When you see your fellow human beings going about their daily lives, doing things that annoy the crap out of you, and you suddenly get the urge to beat them to death with their own dismembered arm, try and remember that everyone does things that annoy other people. Try and put yourself in their shoes for a minute minute, and just think to yourself, Have I ever done that? Have I ever ticked someone off so much that they would bludgeon me on the street with my own arm? Well, probably the answer is yes, whether we like to admit it or not. So this holiday, think about other people. Don't bludgeon them and uh, smile, nod, wave, or just ignore them altogether. But uh, don't, uh, don't get aggressive. Yeah. Come drive in Austin for a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> you talk. I, I can't believe people in this stupid city. If it's forty-five, they'll do thirty-five. If it's sixty, they'll do fifty. I've never seen so many. I've never lived in a city where people don't speed over a speed limit. Here, everybody goes under the speed limit. It drives me absolutely bonkers. But well, I, what I've you do is you take a weekend, drive on up to Atlanta. And then you can, you know, enjoy yourself. It's like being on the Autobahn. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's like Dallas. I've lived in Dallas. I've been through Atlanta. I mean, I've never never bothered me driving. This is the first city that's really started to get to me. Like, literally, like I twitch when I get in the car. It's like, <laughs> I think that brings us to the end, right? Thank you for listening. And here we go. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy it.
on a long desert island, cool within my hair. Warm smell of apple crisp rising up through the air. Up ahead in the distance, the chocolate bar was alight. My plate grew heavy with the cream brulee. I had to stop for a bite. The crepe bar stood in the doorway, filling the air with its smell. Started thinking to myself, this could be French or German, I couldn't tell. Then the flames went up in the air and my stomach started to sway. The smell went down the corridor. Everybody started to say, Welcome to the Hotel Brunch Buffet. Such a lovely place with such lovely crepes. Plenty of room at the Hotel Brunch Buffet. Any time of year, you can pig out here. My mind was definitely twisted. My stomach was getting the bends. They had a lot of pretty, pretty squares. I called gems. Jello danced in the collard. Sweet summer pies. Some full of rich goodness. I'm just full of white lies So I called up the flambe Please make me crepe Suzette He said we have a special cognac here This you'll never forget And still those cravings are calling from far away Wakes me up in the middle of the night I want to hear them say Welcome to the Hotel Brunch Buffet Such a lovely place Such a lovely crepe We're pigging it out at the Hotel Brunch Buffet What a nice surprise Bring your appetite Hate those mirrors on the doorway My buttons are popping like dice The scale said your weight is hard to bear It's gone up thrice But in the master's bakery They gathered flour and yeast They knead it with their gnarly hands Preparing for my big feast Last thing I remember I was face up on the floor I have to find a bathroom stall I've visited many times before Relax, said the colon The porcelain will receive You can pig out any time you like But it takes time for it to leave stuff. <laughs> I mean, isn't that typical of Christmas, though, where you just pig out till you just start dying? Yep. yep. That was that was my Thanksgiving. I literally hurt. I couldn't take in a big breath because it felt like my lungs were pushing against my stomach. Oh, I hate that. I hate because then you you just can't do anything. And that was my point at the end, right? You just yeah, Clint got one coming up soon. 
We do. Yes. Very, I, dude, I am so excited. Friday, 7 p.m., baby. IMAX I took 3D. It. Oh, really? You're going to see it in 3D? I'm doing IMAX 3D. Okay. I put, dude, I, I had to go all out for the first time. What, you don't you don't hide a bottle in the bathroom like I do and just go I, in there I've and drink whatever you want? I've got bottles in my tool, <laughs> tool box out in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we're we're all we're all uh, you know, human. Oh, I, I thought of another tip. For Christmas meals or big meals, Wear maternity slacks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. My, or forego the slacks all together. There we go. I had a girl that worked for me, and she always says, it's hard to be optimistic when your fat pants are tight. Or don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's all over but the crime. Exactly. Why wear pants? 